Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is the Daily 202's Big Idea for Thursday, August 3rd. The big idea today? Trump's stumbles are undercutting executive power. The White House has accumulated vastly more power than the men who wrote the Constitution ever intended. And one unintended consequence of the Trump presidency may be a long-term rebalancing between the three branches of the federal government. Congress has repeatedly rolled over for presidents of both parties. Democrats looked the other way as Barack Obama used his pen and phone in sometimes constitutionally dubious ways. Republicans trusted George W. Bush to do the right thing, especially after the September 11th attacks. If they were put on truth serum, very few lawmakers of either party would tell you that they trust Donald Trump to do the right thing if left to his own devices, especially vis-a-vis Vladimir Putin. That's why they almost unanimously passed a bill that ties his hands. Congress has given itself a 30-day review period to vote down any changes Trump tries to make to Russia's sanctions. Yesterday, Trump reluctantly signed that measure to avoid the humiliation of a certain veto override. But he issued two defiant signing statements, saying that the, quote, seriously flawed legislation includes a number of clearly unconstitutional provisions by limiting the executive's flexibility to strike good deals. Trump said, quote, The framers of our Constitution put foreign affairs in the hands of the president. That comment represents a bold assertion of presidential power, and it reveals a a pretty simplistic view regarding the separation of powers. Constitutional law experts uniformly agree, though, that Congress is well within its rights on this sanctions bill. In fact, the Constitution gives Congress not only the power to declare war and ratify treaties, but explicitly gives Congress the power to regulate commerce with foreign nations. Now, the balance of power has ebbed and flowed through history. The president often claims fresh powers during wartime, and Congress has reasserted itself after executive overreach from Vietnam, remember the War Powers Act, to Watergate. This just might bring another pendulum swing. Republicans like John McCain issued stinging statements yesterday in response to Trump's defiant signing statement. Senator Tim Scott, a conservative Republican of South Carolina, said, quote, we work for the American people. We don't work for the president. And that's the big idea for today. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. One, two close associates of Pope Francis say that American Catholic ultra-conservatives have created a hateful alliance with evangelical Christians to back Trump. The New York Times reports that the authors write in a journal that has the official seal of approval of the Vatican that conservative American Catholics are dangerously contributing to the polarization of U.S. politics. The writers even say that the views of American evangelicals and hardline Catholics are, quote, not too far apart from jihadists. That's quite a provocative and incendiary claim. While it's not clear that the Pope officially approved this particular article, he is yet to reprimand the story, and these are close associates. It is sure to make waves. Number two, Trump repeatedly suggested firing the top U.S. military commander in Afghanistan during a White House meeting last month because, quote, he is not winning the war. NBC News reports that the president has still not met General John Nicholson, but the Pentagon has been considering whether or not to extend his time in Afghanistan. During a contentious meeting in the White House Situation Room last month, Trump criticized his military advisor seated around the table. 
One official said Trump pointed to maps showing that the Taliban is gaining ground. And Defense Secretary Jim Mattis responded to the president by saying the U.S. is losing because it doesn't have the strategy it needs. Today, the same advisors are meeting again to try and come up with a strategy. Number three, Jim Comey has a book deal. The ousted FBI director received an advance of more than $2 million from Flatiron Books, according to the Associated Press. His book is scheduled to come out next spring. If we've learned anything since May, it's that Comey takes copious notes. And that's The Daily 202 for Thursday, August 3rd. You can read more at WashingtonPost.com daily 202. I'm James Holman, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.